This week's episode is brought to you by Making Stuff Up. You know, every week for the sponsorship, I make things up off the top of my head. Have a flute and those were also made up words. Making Stuff Up. How else do you think sitcoms happen? I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And today we're uh, trying to break the game of Vanguard, or not. Uh, the Stride era is ending, and so we thought, what if we made up some mechanics and uh, let's see, like, see how close we can get to what ends up actually happening? Because if I'm not mistaken, they're announcing what the new mechanic is next month, right? I'm ready to be as wrong as humanly possible. Same. I get the feeling that, like, is this wrong and, like, I made some broken-ass mechanics? And no, then... I'm ready to make, I'm ready to have some reasonable mechanics, and then Bushiro just picking ones that are just completely off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> like, Michael Jackson level off the wall, or, like... No, like... Like, Regalia and Force of Will off the wall. Or, like, Reflect Refrain off the wall. Or, like, calling Yasuye Goma to rearguard off the wall. Um, I, it's not even that bad, but yeah. I mean, I, I, I know they just did that to kind of test the waters, and I don't think it worked out too well for them. Because uh, they forgot how GB2 works. All right. Uh, one, uh, Root Beer, you want to go first? Well, I was thinking of just expanding on what I had thought about earlier, which was card, more cards with guard skills. Okay, so... When we say earlier, we mean like two to three episodes ago. So if someone, if some, this is someone's first episode, earlier means what the fuck are you talking about? So, hooray. We so can, I, yeah. yeah, when you said that like two or three episodes ago, I thought that was a brilliant idea is to give like, and they don't have to be like all like Belog or whatever, right? Or mm-hmm. brilliant blister. They could be like interesting things like, you know, like on guard, uh, this, if this gained 5k shield or whatever, right? Like. Or, like, on guard, discard draw, like, you know, stuff like that. I mean, they kind of already do that with G-Guardians, and there were some cards that, uh, you know, have that. Why restrict this to G-Guardians? Yeah. Like, what is the inherent point in restricting it to G-Guardians? It just makes the units in play more boring, right? I feel, yeah. Grade 1 or Grade 2 feels really bad. Mm -hmm. Mostly because you either like you're not gonna you're never gonna keep it in your hand be as a relevant guard anymore. So like you're always it's always better to just call it for whatever its call skill. But if they gave it a guard skill, it might actually be worth like being like, mm, do I want to call this? Yeah, I feel like if they uh, like gave both a guard skill and a something skill on rear guard, you would a like this would fit perfectly in gold paladin because of a or both either guard it basically because. Guarded allows all or the second guarded allows all your rear guards to intercept from anywhere. So if you have like a grade one that does a thing when guarding, but it's also like a seven k booster, then that's actually kind of worth because you can you know call it rested for unite. It's not a huge deal. And then later, like let's say okay, you know if I guard with this, I can then check top four and call something else to guard circle. We could also think of, like, shitty Murakumo cards, right? Like, <laughs> think of, like, random shitty Murakumo grade one, right? And then you all, you just give it, like, it's it's a random skill that has something to do with cloning, like, it being cloned or somebody cloning something. Doesn't fucking matter, right? 
but you also give it this on guard. You can cho- uh, choose uh, when this is placed on guard circle. Choose one of your units. Uh, choose a card with the same name as that unit from your drop zone and put it on the bottom of your deck. If you do, this gains shield five plus five thousand or whatever. Right. That would, that would be yeah. quite good. And you're like, you, this can cop- this can choose your vanguard, so you can send copies of your vanguard back, which is great. Uh, <laughs> but also, it becomes like just more relevant for guarding, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they just refuse to do this for who knows what reason. I feel or like they'll, or the card will like only have a guard skill, and then not a lot enough. of the time that guard skill is like not worth it enough because Dark Soul you can't conductor. intercept with it. So. Yeah, another oh, no, Dark Soul <laughs> conductor you can intercept, I believe, because mm. I believe it's when it's retired from guard circle or some bullshit you soul charge yeah. to. Uh, let's see. I don't remember. This is an old ass card. Um, Dark Soul Conductor is just when it's retired from Guard Circle, so, uh, placed and drops so it from Guard Soul Charge too. Yeah, so it does work. Yeah. Um, but another thing I noticed about these, like, Guard skills is that they often, A, don't have anything paired with them, and B, have less, like, subpar attack. Like, Dark Soul Conductor is an 8k, a lot, like, Brilliant Blister is a 6k, Belog is a 6k, and... In a day and age where, like, hitting numbers is key, that that's really fucking bad. Um, they don't need to do this. Yeah. I mean, that's another reason why, like, nobody wants to guard with grade 1s or 2s, aside from you'd rather just call them, is that their guard value sucks and everything is so high now. You need you basically need G-Guardians or triggers to stop attacks. Yeah. So, so I, yeah. I feel like they could... Uh, like, they're going to have to put this, if at all, on grade 2s that also have another skill to be worth calling them. And at least you yep. can intercept with them yeah. away. Um, but wh- that's fine, right? Like, yeah. They're already putting, like, 15,000 skills in these grade 2s anyway, and, like, some of them kind of are, like, whatever. What about so... what about stuff that gives your things, like, the ability to intercept and power? And I'm thinking mostly of Dynexus just because roll credits, but where your front row grade threes get 10k shield and intercept. What if there was, like, a guard skill on something like a grade two with, like, subpar shield, and then that was paired with something that also, like, ups your shield value? I mean, that's fine, right? Because yeah. grade twos already have subpar shield. Yeah, so you make them, like, all right, if you intercept with them, they're a 10k shield, or, like, your back rows get intercept, or something like that. Um, yeah. It, it would, it would, I don't think... The back row intercepting is as important as the uh, as it is for just them to gain shield because the back row intercepting doesn't actually gain you like cards, right? Because yeah. you're still trading a card for five k shield, which is the point with the thing we're trying to avoid. Yeah. So I mean, what we really want is uh, more shield out of our single cards rather than yeah. uh, more cards to guard with. Or if the or or the card refunds itself, like when retired yeah. from guard circle, draw a card or something. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's also a good way to give like decks utility that they need without kind of breaking them. Cause, yeah. So, because like a lot of people always want some kind of like trigger or a stride with the skill that'll do this thing, but you could just put a guard skill on something. So, like Brave, for example, you could do like uh, Soul Blast one when it's put into guard circle. You it gains five k shield, and at the end of battle, put it to the bottom of your deck so you can actually have grade twos in your deck. This kind of sounds like a combination of Scouting Owl and like some other grade two from that Brave Trial deck that I'm totally personally you could on. make you could make some grade two and Brave that's or it's grade one and Brave or some shit that's like when placed on Guard Circle Soul Blast one if you do uh, when this card would be retired from Guard Circle or turned to hand instead like you could do that 
and it wouldn't even be busted because yeah. it's all yeah. well, like aim- no one no one would uh, oh also you have to be a brave to do it so well, like of course like this but... isn't even close to busted yeah <laughs> um, it's just really good yeah yeah so how do you think this would affect uh, all the current stuff around if this sort of I, not it's not so much a mechanic because these mechanics yeah. are already in place but like this kind of trend I guess. Like, how, how would it affect the metagame, do you think, if this was put in place? I mean, if these worked, like, early in the game, I think it could slow down the game a lot early. Mm-hmm. Just because, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to gain a lot of advantage by committing, and you yeah. stand to lose a lot. Yeah, and I think it also just helps make the cards more interesting, because sometimes you just get into a no-win situation because, oh, I didn't draw a heal trigger. Yeah. Oh, those are the best games, Kappa. <laughs> or, or, or just having a handful of GB locked cards. You're like, this is not, this is boring. Um, your mm-hmm. opponent crits you, and you see PG PG go to damage, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's one of these games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I have like three heal triggers and damage, and I haven't even gotten the first stride. This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Any anything else to add about this one? Or... Uh, no, I really like this. I really like this option, though. Like, yeah, I would. I, I would is... totally be okay with this happening. Um, it might turn the game into a, like a bit more. Like I know luck and logic is very defensive. Um, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that would. Uh... It's a dead game. So. I know. I know yeah. it's a dead game, but just like that's the most defensive card. But game then so is force will, and I brought that up. So. Oh, force of will. Sounds vaguely rapey. All right, um, Matt, what do you got? All right, so I was thinking about how obnoxious Geese was worded. Yeah. But you could actually just make interesting cards that uh, that are just cards in your deck, right? Like now, the problem I have with this is that there are cards in your deck, right, that have other sides. But Magic does this, and Magic, you know, Magic gets away with it. So they use, like, checklist cards or whatever. But uh, you could just have, like, a grade 2 that's, like, when this card is... Uh, would be sent to Graveyard instead, return it to G... Instead, send it to G-Zone. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't count toward GB, right? Yeah. And then, like, just have it turn into some silly stride later. Or, a better yet, you could have some condition to send it to G-Zone. Like, at the start of your turn, if blah, 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 send it to G-Zone. If you're in Brave, if, send to G-Zone. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of turn, if blah, 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 do this. Like, there's so many options that you have for, like, this kind of mechanic to make, like, interesting strides, but also cards that still do stuff otherwise. And I, 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 feel, I feel like if you're fucking with the GB numbers, you, you can then make cards that, like, have weird... Like, they already... They kind of tried this with GB4 and GB8, but, like, it'd be cool if you had, like, a GB5, because if you have things, like, that are fluctuating your GB count, you can then make strides with, like, strange numbers. So you didn't listen to the thing that had a, this does not affect GB. Well, you said maybe, maybe not. So I I thought that was variable. Oh, I see. So I... I don't don't really give a shit, because GB is a shitty mechanic anyway. (laughs) Yeah. They're trying their hardest to kill Grade Stall. But, I mean, we have Geese already, right? But I think yeah. the problem I have with Geese is I think it does too much. Like, there's just too many things on the freaking card. Yeah, it's a lot of reading. Really... Yeah. And as we all know, everybody can't read, so... 
But, like, the point of strides is, like, future versions of whatever, right? So, yeah. like, you could just have a unit, and then its stride variant is, like, the future version of said unit. Uh-huh. It's like not even, like, a thematically different from what is the whole point. I mean... But uh, I would hesitate to put it on anything that's supposed to be on your Vanguard Circle. I mean, I, ne- <laughs> I never... We never said any of these were going to be great ideas, just that they're ideas. <laughs> so... I mean... I don't know. So, I think it's probably going to be better. It, it might be better than whatever Boucher is about to reveal. I mean, so far, Rootbeer's got the win on this, so. I mean, that idea is just so good. Yeah. Like, I just can't even imagine how, like, that idea is just amazing, actually. We, we, we should just, like, go to Boucher at headquarters, kick down the door. All right, throw everything out. We're starting over. <laughs> 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 what are you guys doing here? How did you get past security? That's not the point. Read this. You know? <laughs> Um, all right, uh, my turn, I guess. So I, I've joked many a time that if Vanguard ever gets exceed summoning, I'm quitting. So in an, in a, in a moment of irony and self-awareness, I gave Vanguard exceed summoning. Uh, <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, oftentimes you'll have, uh, great, you know, like a grade two and just multiple copies in hand. And, you know, like against, you know, a, a deck where it's going to be retiring stuff, yeah, that's nice. But other times it's just going to be sitting there in your hand, either as guard fodder or whatever. So I was thinking that you would have stuff that, yes, occupies cards in your G-Zone. Maybe you have to expand the G-Zone. I don't know. But you would discard a copy of that card, and then you would get, a like, a card from your G-Zone and basically stride on top of that rear guard. Um, and it would just be, like, a more powerful version. So, in my head, this was done with Crayon Tiger, where A, it doesn't need a boost, and B, you would, it, like, you don't counterblast, you just, on attack, stand something, give it, you know, like, let's say it's more powerful, so, like, alright, 8k, and at the end of the turn, draw and retire. So, that's something that could be, you know, thought about over the course of a turn, where you go, alright... I'm playing against Kagero. Do I want to discard this extra copy of Crayon Tiger to get a more powerful one that will get, that might get Denial Griffin, or do I want to save it in case it does get Denial Griffin, then I'll have one for next turn, for example. Or if your opponent's not playing a clan that can deal with it, you're just like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So may, that, that would also, I think, add an element of strategy where instead of going... All right, I know exactly, like, I'm building literally any kind of Nova Grappler. All right, my G-Zone is two winning champ, four Victoplasma, you know, one favorite champ, blah, 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 blah. Now you have, uh, to, th- now you have to think, um, do I really want to do that, or do I want to play a couple copies of this Sever Temper thing? But even with a 16-card G-Zone, a lot of clans still don't have any decisions to make. Like, the only clans that actually have decisions to make are clans with, like, way too much support. Yeah. Um... So maybe this would also kind of help pad out the numbers for, like, the more shafted clans. Um, no, and... I think the shafted clans will always be shafted. <laughs> I don't think any. I don't think anything we say will ever, like, improve the states of clans like Murakumo or Dimension Police. Yeah. Murakumo and Dimension Police are the clans that get the shaft! Um, so I, I wrestled with the idea of having your, like... I'm going to call them Exceed Strides just for argument's sake, but, uh, like, wrestle with the idea of keeping the Exceed Strides permanent until they get attacked or something, or if they go back to G-Zone at the end of the turn, like Yasuya Goma, 
um, I was thinking if you kept it permanent, A, that means that, all right, if I did this earlier game and my opponent doesn't attack it, then it doesn't add to my GB uh, count, but it also keeps this powerful unit on the field. So, like, there's another element of strategy there. Hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. I'm still waiting on like the 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 railing, but yeah, that's a hard decision to make. Yeah, could, could, like again, it's another element of strategy to the game. Granted, I do think that if they start implementing this on certain units, you would have to print reprint the same unit in the set because that's just cruel otherwise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean Bushrod, for the love of God, reprint Crayon Tiger so I don't have to put backwards cards in my honorary professor deck. Okay, I'm done. Um, or just get rid it. of Crayon Tiger. Bite me. I will never get rid of Crayon <laughs> Tiger until it gets power No, creep. I meant like until, make a card it, that's better than it. Oh, uh, okay. No, I, I will never get rid of Crayon Tiger until it gets power creeped out of my cold, dead fingers. Um, what if it does? What if it does get power creeped? I'm sure it will. That's how card games work, but... I, they should just make Atlas mad and just give every clan an exact copy of Cran Tiger. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> You're currently in Bermuda season. Please give me a better speaker, thanks. It says plus 4k retire at drop card. You're like, what? <laughs> and it's free, because fuck you. Like... Oh, no, that's the Gear Chronicle one will be free. <laughs> of course. The rest of them will all cost a counter blast or a soul blast. Of the course. Gear the Gear Chronicle one will be free and also Time Leap itself. Yeah. At the end of battle, of course. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who's got another one? Did you have another one, uh, Mr. Beer of the Root? Uh, I can't think of much off the top of my head. Right, so I, ha- not... I have this other one. All right. So we also kind of touched on this in some previous episode, but I'm going to redescribe it here. Uh, it's where you have abilities when you have when you are at GB less than something. Mm. So instead of it being like GB two plus like we have now, it's like GB less than two. So as long as you don't have two face up cards in your G zone, you have some effect. Um, so what this allows you to do is allows you to give powerful early game effects without actually like it dragging onto the late game for whatever reason. So and it, obviously, like, so the, it, would it get shut off in the late game? Like once you pass GB two, yeah. then it's out. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Once I like that. Just, so, like, it gives it gives like it, it gives you might give people a reason to actually run cards that are like GB one that don't flip up something at GB one. But I think the real problem with this mechanic is that the cards that they've printed that don't flip up anything anyway have kind of been power creeped out just based on their abilities. Like, the, there's not really a reason to run something that doesn't flip itself, not because. Not because there's any benefit to flipping themselves necessarily, despite, you know, there might be, well, it, uh, asterisk, hold on, we'll get back to that. But it's more that the abilities on cards that don't flip other cards are just not nearly as good due to the order in which they were printed. So, Gratitudeant versus Gaia uh, uh, Dynast, not Dynast, uh, Devastate come to mind. Right, right, like, why would you ever play Gratitudeant? You wouldn't. <laughs> the only time I can think of going into Gratitude Ant is if I opened up super freaking good and I think I can kill first stride and they have no field. That's it. Like, Gratitude Ant was pretty good back in the day just because yeah. he's huge and he had to have a PG. Yeah. I mean, even even now, like, one, one G guard matches him, so that's like maybe a two card guard, which is what a PG is anyway. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, but. That's just that's just another idea of a direction they could go. 
I'm so, not convinced that that idea is like super great, but I'm just saying like yeah, it is especially since they are actually printing cards without GB skills for once. Yeah, I mean, like, I hate that they would go through, like, moments where they would print a couple, then they would stop for a while. Then they'd start yeah. up again, then they'd stop for a while. And it's annoying. Like, for for an example of, like, a like GB less than skill, would it also have, like, a GB two skill? So, it, like, one yeah, sure. skill could <laughs> shut off for another? So, like, mm-hmm. let's say... Let's say or maybe no- you'd have like GB one, so you have like an overlap for like one for like one moment. Yeah, maybe something along the lines of, uh, like okay, so look at a card like Sever Temper. The GB one skill is when it stands, it gets five k. Uh, I think for every card in G zone, if I'm not mistaken, but don't quote me on that. And then the GB two skill is if you drive check a grade three with a Victor Vanguard, you kill something in the front row with less power than him. So. What if you did like you retrain that, and the GB the GB two still was like less than GB two, where like when you drive check a grade three, you kill something in the front row regardless of power, so you can get like early game retires. But as the game goes on, it switches to the like restanding, getting bigger every time thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, it's like the role of a card might switch, or like, and and for the cards that have like. Uh, overlapping effects you could do it so that if you do use a gb1 stride where you might get the overlap then you're getting you know a much better unit than you would with either using a than either before that or after that mm-hmm. but i was I, i'm just thinking like how can we make unit like the game the problem with vanguard and making mechanics is the game doesn't have very many moving parts yeah. like in the game there's just units and like all those units do is attack and guard like yeah. <laughs> Like, there's really not a lot of moving parts to this game. So you have to think of new ways for these units to attack or guard or do whatever special keyword that they're supposed to be doing. It, it makes it uh, easier to um, teach, which is good, but just over time there's only so much you can do with it. Right. Um, I, have, I have another one. So based on – you know how heals can only have four copies per deck, Right. So what what if there were cards that have the self-imposed restriction, but it had, like, a crazy-ass effect? So, like, this card can only be run at two copies. You, know, you mean like, Omni... What? You mean Omni-Lords from Buddy Fight? I've never <laughs> actually played Buddy Fight, so... Uh, yeah, sure, so... let's go with that. Um, <laughs> so, Omni-Lord, what do Omni-Lords and Buddy Fight do for me I mean, and, and I the think... other dumb people? Uh, they They just... Dumb. You, they, you can only run a restrict like one of each or one of them unless you're there's you meet some condition. I don't know. Yeah. I guess the better way to think about this is restricted cards in Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. I think the problem with this is that this creates a lot of variance. Like, did you draw this? Did you not? Yeah. Which is feels really bad. Like, if you run four copies, you're like, yeah, of course I drew it. I'm like, you know, forty percent to see it or whatever. Yeah. But if you run like have one copy, you're like, oh, you, did you draw it? Question mark. And, you know, the other inherent problem with running very few copies of a card in Vanguard is that it can go to damage. Yeah. You know, you could just, like, you could soul charge it. Like, you could, you could just never actually see this card. Yeah. I I guess I was thinking of, like, clans that can search or have some kind of toolboxiness to them. So a clan like, uh, you know, Pale Moon or Night Rose, you, you could just abuse the hell out of that thing because it's going to come right. back every turn. Versus something so, like... Also- Feels bad printing a mechanic that just disproportionately helps some clans and others. 
I mean, they've done that several times already. <laughs> oh, I'm aware. <laughs> but it's not because they had to, it's because they chose to. Okay. But this one has to help cleanse with search abilities, where the other ones don't. Yeah. Um, originally, like, long ago I had an idea for basically the equivalent of brain control, but Nubatama took that from me. So thanks for, <laughs> thanks for robbing me of five minutes of this episode, Mishiro. Thank yep, you. Got you good. Got you good. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, but there are also some, like, how do I say... I had an idea that I completely lost it. Who's all? Um, while you're trying to think of it, I had another one. Because, Rupier, if you come up with any, please, please interrupt me. Because I only came up with about four of them. So, uh, Hey, I only had my cards with guard skills. Yeah, but <laughs> you're such a good one. It's still the best one, so. <laughs> That's the only one that I like so far. Quality over quantity, my man. Um, so... My other idea was, uh, I noticed with stuff like Chaos Breaker Deluge and, uh, I forgot which Dimension Police it was, X-Falcon? Some kind of animal. Where it puts the opponent's cards in damage zone as a way of, like, artificially damaging them. Well, I was thinking of cards that would put themselves in places that are disadvantageous for the opponent. So... Uh, an example would be like a Link Joker card that when it's locked it can move itself to the opponent's side. Or, uh, you know, a card, like, you know, when you reach a certain threshold. Like, let's say in Dimension Place, like, burst 50k, you can then move this card to the opponent's damage zone and draw a card. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, there is no way, like, to prevent this, so that would also come with its own set of challenges where... It, you know, there's no effect failure for this shit. So, um, you know, you, like basically, you just have to sit idly by and watch the opponent do this to you. Which is also right. something that, like, interactivity is a big question in Vanguard. Where, like, do you want more interactivity, and then you risk becoming too much like Yu-Gi-Oh, or do you want to keep it as is, but also restrict your game design? So what now? <laughs> what do you guys I mean, think? I'm not sure that Vanguard has ever really cared about people being able to quote counter something and quote. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's simply look at the existence of Locke. And yeah. for a long time, there's just nothing you can do except wait. Yeah. I mean, granted, now that they have ways to just call locks as opposed to just locking what's already there. Um, yeah, after how much complaining? Yeah. And then now there's more <laughs> complaining, and now now they have like a fairly good system of like, all right, you either have a G guard that flips itself down and you unlock something, or it's a trigger that goes into soul and you either unflip two damage or you unlock two cards. And in the case of Nova Grappler, they got both because fuck you for some reason. <laughs> like Aqua Force didn't get that; they just got the one. Angel Feather only got the one. I think they should have made either a G-Guard or that crit trigger a Cray Elemental just so they don't have to go through the time of designing over and over and over again. Oh, don't but you? they will. They will? I mean, I think that was the inherent problem with how they dealt with cards that, like, quote, prevent or get rid of locked cards. Yeah. Is that you just kind of have to, like, now they put all the players in this position where you're like, man, you just have to wait till it happens for you. And you're just yeah. like, is it even going to? Yeah, I mean, like, they, they, they gave it to... Um, to Nova Grappler, but not to uh, any of the fucking clans in Zoo Booster. They just skipped them. 
right? and they didn't do it in set 14 either. Yeah, they did it for set 13 and Stargate, but not Zoo Booster or set 14, mm-hmm. which is odd, and I don't know why. Cause it, it's absurd, right? Yeah, like, obviously this is supposed to work for rearguard reliant clans, but there are lots of rearguard reliant clans that just got completely shafted again. Yep. So I feel like if you made one of them a Cray Elemental, it would solve the problem. And then also, like, let's say you're a clan with a lot of really good triggers. That's also something you want to consider. Here's the other issue, right? Is that the Cray Elemental doesn't solve the problem. Because you're getting these unlocks at the cost of basically having a weak stride turn. How so? I mean, like, what is, like, we already have a Cray Elemental that unlocks. So I presume you want one that's not a unit. That's something that you can always just call. Oh no! I was talking about or like stride. I was talking about like either the crit or the G guards that are available for you know Aqua Force, Nova Grappler, Angel Feather, blah blah blah. Oh, I just see. being Cray Elementals, like turning them into Cray Elementals, and then that's it. Yeah, Booster has been very hesitant with Cray Elemental triggers thus far. Yeah, all they have so is all they have is that other one that's like you can't guard with it or something. I can't remember what it was. If you can't guard with it, unless you guard with another card, right? Yeah, right. but it's also a stride fodder. Right. Yeah. Well. Almost, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's another thing Bushiroad could do is actually expand more on Cray Elementals. I just hope that we don't. they don't make enough to actually make a deck because then you're going to have that annoying asshole. No, you don't want to make enough for people to have a deck, but you want to make enough where people actually feel compelled to play some of them. Yeah. Yeah, because right now it's just like maybe Poker, Sabreeze, like... Honolly, depending. Yeah. Um, and then... There's, like, that one G-Guard, I think it was called Colburn, that oh, you maybe you'll use... Yeah. Or it's basically just a better screw, depending on how many cards in, are in your opponent's hand, where if your G-Guards suck, run this. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. And then there's also, like, like also a Gleam, like... Yeah. Just as is. Gleam is solid. Yeah, yeah like, Sabreeze is, like, the only Cray Elemental that they've made that's really universal, and the rest of them are just, like, if your deck has this really obvious glaring weakness and there's nothing better for you to put there, use this card. Makes but, sense. like, the Cray Elementals are so bad that even yeah. if your deck does have a glaring weakness, you still don't want to play them. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess more cards like Sabreeze that could be, like, universal or just fix an inherent problem with the game... What what inherent problem would you be thinking of? Like Seabreeze was to fix grade stalling, but mm-hmm. I mean, well, it was to fix or just exactly. specific grade stalling. Yeah. yeah, or just people being behind. That was yeah. Uh. I guess that's one thing. Is just like people are still weak against like early rush and stuff. So just make a cray elemental that's like counterblast one against two K, and you draw a card and make it non GB. Mm-hmm. Um. It could even be, like, a drop-draw if they think that's too strong for whatever reason, considering everyone and their mother has a way to plus now. Yeah. Even Nova Grappler. Nova Grappler getting all the pluses that it has now, I'm like, that's strange. Um, but, uh, yeah. I don't really... Like, I had another idea for a new type of trigger where... Um, so it would also have 5k shield and a draw trigger, but you retire something when you trigger check it. Oh, God. Yeah. Granted, you have to retire something. So, if their field is empty, you have to kill one of your own. 
that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, this is but... fucking off. <laughs> yeah. I never said my I ideas were good. I just said they were ideas. I don't know if you've ever played Victory Spark or have encountered Victory Spark. Nope. But it ha- it was basically top deck the game. Top so, deck the game. Okay. Yeah, so you would just reveal the top cards you deck. But there was this thing called the Fire Trigger. And based on the amount of damage you had, you just killed that many characters. Wow. It, it was the most feel-bad thing. Uh, so, like, I guess the, the way game... about with that is maybe have it not give the 5k power or restrict it so you only have, like, two copies in your deck. That's not a bad well, idea. But... The, I think the over... The over like, Victory Spark's now a dead game. Uh, for yeah. Because it has all the complexity of exploding kittens, which is another terrible board game. Well, because then, uh, then you could turn it into a grade one or two and get the same effect, just when this card's put in trigger zone, blah, like Dai Bazooka. Hmm. No, I get it. Well, Dai Bazooka doesn't... Yeah. What? I guess that is another thing, is like, more grade ones and twos with trigger skills, but... That would be I don't know how... That would be interesting. I don't know how well that would do... Like, what, so, what, when this is revealed by trigger check, choose one of your rear guards, give it 4k, and to turn, draw, retire. Like, just give it a I dip. mean, I don't think, giving, giving more skills, like, when they hit damage zone is not a bad idea. It's just yeah. you have to be careful with it becoming, like, we cross or some shit. Mm-hmm. Careful with I it get, becoming but, what? We cross? It's another Japanese card. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess God. in order to make that work, they'd have to, like, really overbalance it. Yeah, well, also, like... There's just too many, like there's, there's like how much, I don't know. Like this is a line of text that you're gonna put on how many cards? Like, yeah, that's true. I guess the same could be said for guard skills, but you could restrict those a bit more. You don't have, you don't feel compelled to put them on everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, so well, what I was thinking about earlier was that most of the things we thought, like m- there's only really a few options. You could have randomness options, like we discussed with the trigger checking or whatever yeah you could have offensive options which you know have kind of leaned into what we've talked about mostly but like a lot the a lot so the options that i think are the most interesting are the defensive options like we came up with the guard skills and like what stuff pre-grade pre-stride could be yeah like it doesn't necessarily have to be offensive in nature mm-hmm. like you know just like a grade two that like you know GB two or less rear guard circle vanguard circle is 11k has some downside, you know maybe has some GB skill, but like, it maybe has like some other small downsides like they have nowadays is like fine right, yeah but like, uh, how do I say? Uh, like so the only other option we have is like having units that have effects that happen on opponent's turn for various for when you meet various conditions. So you have, like, auto-effects that happen on opponent's turn. Yeah. Like, maybe at the beginning of your opponent's main phase, blah, 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 blah. Or when your opponent does X, do X. Like, like the only card that we have even remotely close to that is the Dark Face Grade 3, the, the original one. Ah, yes. Which, I, lo- I loved that GB2. And I wish they kind of did more with it, but um, they never really... Uh got around to that. Or I think they probably just dipped their toe in the pool and were like, mm, I don't like this. Mm. But it kind of feels bad that it's like the only... It's like they didn't explore that more. So mm-hmm. I think that that's something they could do as well. And you could even make it like... I had a thing, and it's kind of obnoxious because it takes up a lot of time shuffling. 
but maybe you know this would probably be better in like an online game. I was gonna say where, like you were around for Legion era. I'm sure it's not that obnoxious. Man, shuffling gets so obnoxious, <laughs> especially people who pile quote shuffle end quote. Yes, I hate oh, those, those people. people are, those people. Those people are the worst because they think it's actually randomizing their deck, and it's incredibly not randomizing their deck. But uh, I'm sure they'll complain about it anyway. But uh, where like you had like a grade three that like you could choose to, for it to become a different grade three on your opponent's turn somehow. Oh, interesting. Like search your deck and so like something like Chaos Bringer. Yeah, exactly. Or exactly. like, uh, or, or there's that new card with Alt Mile, like where you ride your Soul Blast, I think, and just ride the correct Alt Mile, and then. Yeah. But I wanted it to happen on an opponent's turn, like meeting some condition or whatever, or like paying some cost. Like you get to ride a different thing, and that thing could have like an on ride effect. So you get like, oh. you know, something happening on your opponent's turn. That would um, be kind of neat if you had a thing that could just allow you to change grade threes. Like, all right, at the beginning of each turn, you may pay X cost. If you do, search your deck for, you know, a grade three of X clan. Write it, shuffle, and then depending on what you're playing against, you can switch the grade three you're on for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Like, let's say you're, uh, you know, like you, you want you're in brave. You go into the heavenly decree all mile just so you get the extra four k or something. Yeah, I just think it's like an interesting thing just to like give a, like even if you wrote something that like maybe gives like four k power on play, right? Then you're fifteen yeah. k for your opponent's turn. Like maybe that's it, but it's mm-hmm. like better than nothing uh but it's like it could be good depending on you know whatever specific thing you're trying to deal with i don't know i guess what i'm trying to say is they could they could mess with that kind of thing like the chaos bringer type effect more yeah. what about what about that, um what about oboishi or whatever it was called from murakumo that when it's targeted you put it back at two so like that's a really specific murakumo ability but okay. you could have like when it's targeted effects that's like there's nothing stopping mm-hmm. Yeah, like when it when it's targeted, like draw a card or something, or uh, like there was an OTT card like from forever ago that when it was attacked, you draw a card, and like who w- nobody would ever do that, and it was terrible. But they definitely had like you know maybe a seed of an idea there. Mm-hmm. I think it would be mm-hmm. kind of neat. Like there are so many directions we sure to take the game now, and. Uh, yeah, and they'll choose the wrong one, one hundred percent. Of course, if they choose this guard still one, I will chop off my pinky toe for reals. Like, you should not do that. I mean, jokes on them. I already have nine toes, so I could just say I chopped one off. What? Quit lying on. Quit, you can't just lie here. I, I should uh, Google's picture of pictures of nine toes. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, really? Anyway. um... So, I think the guard skill one would probably affect the game most positively if it came out. But, again, we're just three dudes on a podcast in different parts of the country. So, yep. It just know. happens to be the best idea that we sure don't use. What we need mm-hmm. to do is we need to say it improves Discord, which which uh, is confirmed to have a Bushi Road informant. Right, right. I <laughs> we, have a, we have a spy in there. I haven't been in there in weeks, so I should go, I should go uh, stalk around there again. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely the place to... to filter any ideas you might have to be sure it's the living proof discord right right I, I get the it, feeling it, that, it's confirmed at this point so you know. I, get, I get the feeling that proof himself is the bushy informant and he's just like because <laughs> they try to pretends to be an auditor uh, they, they, they put it on me for a while where like they're like atlas is the bushy informant but like i've disappeared for a few weeks and has anything else like that happened where 
they said something and then it became reality? Or... Well, yeah, because when you're gone, all they do is just print Link Joker support. <laughs> That's right. That's true. And they did it twice in both in all the time I was done. God damn. Yep. That's so on point. Uh, this uh, th- this last part I wanted to touch on, and uh, we've mentioned it in past episodes before, and it isn't a game mechanic, but rather uh, just how Bushrod would deal with their uh, you know power creep, and that is, do they introduce set rotation here, and if so, what happens? Hmm. This is tough. Yeah. Because yeah. well, part, part of it is that, like, they have a habit of doing, like, legacy support. So in order for that to work, you would have to have some kind of stipulation either on the card or just in the rule book where you go, all right, these cards can be used in set rotation format that, you know, these can't or something like that. I mean, what I like about the set rotation thing is it makes them want to stop printing legacy support, which is that very good because legacy support is stupid. <laughs> yes. But I mean, I mean, Shiryuki is the best Murakumo deck. Is what I meant. That's what I meant to say. Are you, you guys sure just are dueling dragons. It's like almost tier. It's like almost tier one point five, <laughs> if if played correctly. Jesus Christ! Just the sarcasm <laughs> dripping from that. That was like, ugh. It's like watching a rock bleed. I don't know what to make of it. Um. <laughs> Seriously, though, what do you think? What, like, what, would that be a good idea? Because they've basically... It looks like a reverse version of the stock market crashing in the in the, in the the 30s, where, like, it's, it's like, slowly creeping up, and then all of a sudden, set 13, it's like a fucking rocket, just upward, in terms of how, like, broken the support is, or how crazy it is. So they either going to get shit under control or just burn it down and start over. I mean, I guess part of the problem is, like, unbalanced clan support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like they don't uh, support clans consistently enough, and there are so many that it'd be hard to keep up the set rotation without inevitably pushing some clans out because they haven't gotten support in a year. Yeah. Although that kind of just happens anyways with natural power creep. Murakuma feels like it hasn't gotten support in, like, five years. <laughs> I don't know. Got support two months ago. Fuck. <laughs> or three I guess that's another point. thing that is the, a continuation of nation cards so that we can, f- please, for the love of God, stop making so many clans. Nation cards would be kind of interesting, I think. Yeah. Like, because they already have, like... Unlock stuff two nations mm-hmm. and say, fuck it. Like, what? instead of instead of playing clans, now you're playing nations. Yeah. Like, clans just, uh... Stop like, being clans a thing. just well, clans just tell you like what the their gimmicks are, right? Yeah, but, like you don't have to keep them within themselves, mm. but you do have to stay within a nation. So yeah, because there's already like five or six nations, right? Six. Yeah. Yeah. So you, it's an easier way to like uh, partition the support, and then like you don't have to feel as bad for being left behind because now you can bring in cards from the entire nation. Yeah. Ugh. And not just Cray Elementals. Yay. I mean, the name restrictions will continue to be a problem, but yeah. it gives you a reason to not play the name restricted cards. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so anything to add before we uh, go into uh, our, our segment? Or are you guys good? It's, it's, uh, it's the people who play the meta's fault for... Uh, Playing meta? Uh, 
for uh for for my for my for my losing because they don't <laughs> play original decks. Yes. Well, I, I I went to a locals a few days ago and uh yeah, I know. I I there's this one guy I keep seeing around that I you know I know and he he plays meta every time I see him and I can like you know what? Fine. Do what you want, but I just I hate when I see him play someone and someone say, "Man, this guy only plays meta." Fucking good. He's doing the right thing. I'm not doing the right thing. You know. And but but meta's so cheap and unoriginal. Me being original somehow makes me a better player, Atlas. Don't you know? I I don't know, but uh, I I I I play this game to get enjoyment out of it, and if I knock a few heads on the way, then so be it. So. Um. All right. I play this game to knock heads if I get enjoyment out of it. <laughs> so be. <laughs> okay, I'm done. All right. Uh, well. Wait, you're kidding, right? It's time for our new segment, which is I can't believe you said that. Oh boy. So. <laughs> um. What? Okay. So this one comes from. Uh, Van Gods, and I'm not going to say the name on this one because I know oh. him personally and he'll cut my head off. But God damn it, Van Gods. All right, so this one it's it's about the leaders, and it uh, it starts off with like a like that sad face emoji where it's almost like a sigh, like, huh, you know, like the type of sigh you would hear from like a mom who's just like I'm tired of cleaning. Huh. All right. Uh, Regarding the leaders, they gave a shocking impact once they're introduced. They showed us and proven themselves their pure evil. They were the only archetype that has the evilest mechanic in duh history of Vanguard. He said duh, duh history of Vanguard. We played it, we loved it, we inspired it, and it made people salty AF. But then everything introduced or changed when the stride generation was introduced. We were condemned and laughed, but we still want to prove them that they're wrong. We got nothing but humiliated. Two years... This is just sounding like the intro from Avatar The Last Airbender. Two, <laughs> two, years, two years have passed, and my brother and I discovered the new Avatar. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, and they finally got the supports from CMB6 and EVO3. Deleter players knew that we wanted to both rush and vanish delete supports, but Bushi made it for rush support, which made vanish delete a complete failure. Seeing Geese and the other clan sups had a really bunch of awesome skills make me and some deleters players... Uh, who knew the potential of deleters? Kind of sad. Oh, it's still going. To all deleters players, let's bid farewell to it. They did their part, and now they're no use to Bushi in both anime and reality. If this is what Bushi does, so be it. And yeah, they shouldn't in, uh, shouldn't introduced at the first place. Crying laughing or crying emoji. Sigh. Gonna quit Vanguard maybe. What? Yeah. What a sad person. Okay. Yeah. I have, I have several... First of uh, all, I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what you just... I don't, I don't even, whatever you said. I mean, if, if we're going to say it like him, I don't know what you what you just said, Zors. <laughs> like, oh my god. Just all, all of the... Like... So, what I do know is this person is probably like 12. Yeah, sounds like it. And that they suck. I mean, the leaders have basically taken the place that Sankar Blasters had for a while of just being the rush deck of choice. I mean, it does its job fairly well, but what the hell is he talking about? I have no fucking clue. 
I mean, I don't mean I don't mean that, and I can't understand him. I can understand him. It's just that why does he think that deleters are terrible now? Like, because people know about it? Question mark. Yes, I, I mean, it seems like he, he's more angry that they got that it's... like they got rid of the van, or like they kind of leaned more into like trying to kill on first ride slash stride than the vanish delete stuff. But the vanish delete stuff was terrible. Yeah, pretty much. Like the Vanish Delete stuff was the was like not irrelevant. I mean, like the way delete works, especially since it gets undone by stride, leans into a rush deck. Like yeah. they are supporting it exactly as it should be supported. And yeah. it's doing its job of being the rush deck of choice like Sankguard was back in its heyday. Yeah, exactly. Like the Deleters are okay, so different fight uh, said this first, and I and it, he put it so well, which was that uh, deleting is basically just giving eleven thousand to your front row, which is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I don't I don't see what what the pro- like that just lends itself to I want more attacks if if your front row is getting that big of a boost. And yet, yeah. what? I've, I don't know. Were you gonna say Matt? Oh no, I'm just looking for this post. <laughs> um, I screenshotted it, so I can't. Uh, I can't remember where. Where like I don't have it saved. I should really like just uh, save the thing. It might have gotten deleted. Oh, that that could that could have happened. Yeah, I, I screenshot this on Saturday, so you know <laughs> that was years ago in yeah. the internet world. Wait, wait. Uh, we're recording this the day before it comes out, so uh, Thursday, March first. Hooray, you get to hear about our lives and that we're total procrastinators. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesus what, Christ. What, I, what is this even? Yeah. It could be like, like those people who think that when a deck becomes meta, they don't want to play it anymore because it's somehow boring now. What, because they're hipsters? Yeah, well, yeah. kind of. But they also just feel like, I can't play that deck because I don't play meta. Like yeah. not playing meta somehow defines them as a player. Like it, it somehow makes them cooler. I don't know. I mean, it's really it's really obnoxious. I pe- people like get you know get their sense of identity from basically like that's why there's all this argument about like gun control and stuff because people define themselves by their guns and that they shoot or that you mm-hmm. like oh I'm Amish and that's like how I define myself or or that I, the fact that you know we're literally made for killing things but you know whatever. Why, why did I go from gun control to Amish people? Like, I'm not sure what you're talking about right now, but the yeah. point I'm, I'm just saying it's people... Not a, it's, it's not about identity as it is about, like, people f- trying to feel cool for things that just don't matter. Yeah. Like, you not playing meta doesn't make you cool. Like that's that, It will never make you cool. And it's not going to translate to game wins, no matter how, quote, good you are, end quote. So I'm not really sure what the point of it is. It's just... That's how I like to play, and that's pretty much the end of the conversation. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, to each their own, but... Right, but I just don't care to have... To, like, no. I mean, play however you want, just don't shove it in my face. Right. And, and then these people get upset when people do play meta, right? And you're like, well, if you're making the decision to not play meta, it doesn't mean you have to get upset at people who made the decision to actually play the game. So this is basically the Vanguard equivalent of veganism. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or like, yeah, basically. Like, I, I, I do this thing that I define myself by. I want everybody to know it, and if I see someone enjoying not what I am, then fuck them. 
Like, oh, I can't, I can't believe I can't believe you'd eat meat. Like can't it just it just makes it makes me so upset to eat meat. And you're like, that's great, did but you, uh, meat's very tasty. Did you guys see that news article where a woman tried to uh, climb Mount Everest to show that vegans could do it too, and then she died? <laughs> yeah, how'd like, that work out? Yeah, that that uh, that was uh, really uh, really disrespectful for me to laugh at the dead, but like, all right. But to be fair. Non-vegans have also died climbing Mount Everest, which means they, she she did in fact prove yes, yes, they can do it too. They can (laughs) well die climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, that's true. Well, I saw it on on Twitter, and then someone, someone, the someone's comment was like, uh, "Typical vegans wanting to tell everyone that they're vegans, (laughs) because that's what he took out of it." I mean, how do you know somebody's a vegetarian? They'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, that that's my submission for. I can't believe you said that. Do you do you guys have any? What? I can't beat that one. No. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till next week. Now I'll, I'll, I'll try. Again. I don't no look at stupid. the community enough anymore to get these levels of stupid. Okay. Well, Vanguard's is like a special kind of absurd. So yeah. Like, I, and I and I almost never read that page because I know how I know how dumb it is. And I'm like I'm not going there. My brain will hurt. I mean, so, some of them are you know like memes for the sake of memes. See also like the you know the Drake meme where he's like disgusted by one thing and then he's into another. Where so, like IDK, but I feel like this, and then it's Revelation versus 10K and Dominate versus Shehide. That's fine. That's a meme for the sake of being a meme. But some of these are just like. I have this rant and I want to put it in the meme page. Like, why? Why would you? Why would you do that? Well, that's that's what makes the group what it is, right? If it were just memes, like it, it, it wouldn't be Vanguards. The point of Vanguards is that there are rants about stupid bullshit that's completely within their control. <laughs> <laughs> like, why does my deck suck? I've played so many games with insert bad list, and I don't know why it sucks. <laughs> And that and, and that is why this segment will continue on until the end of time because people keep giving us fuel. So, yeah that 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 was uh, that was I can't believe you said that. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, any any last notes to add before we sign off here or uh, like no? Nah. Uh, not not typically. No, I'm just in a. I'm just in Alvin's house. That's all I need to know. <laughs> not 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 Rupert Alvin uh, Alvin Joe's house. Uh, I'm gonna leave that purposely vague. I I don't wait. Are you are you gonna fuck the bookcases in the house again or like? <laughs> uh, okay. Disgusting. Well, I don't know. I'm just gonna leave that purposely vague. I don't, I don't know why I love running gagged so much that no one's gonna understand or care about. Anyway, until next, uh, you can find us on. Twitter at Nexus at Night or me at Atlas Novak. Me at Wiggums, two G's, two Z's. You got it this time, yay! Me at Plasma Eclipse, and I will now post art on my blog, lightningfish.blogspot.com. I probably won't post Vanguard articles because I don't care enough anymore. I don't don't blame you. Uh, Things change, time passes on. Anyway, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast uh i also recommend sharing it with your friends family anybody who likes vanguard 
Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder that, of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, we have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff. <laughs>